and Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, Now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Who me, I merged from the track Ladies and gentlemen Welcome back to the Trap Draw. We don't record all that often, so this is a this is a special occasion, as always. Uh, Randy couldn't be here today. He's he's too busy doing real world stuff. But next best thing, we got uh, DJ Pihowski of Scratch TV fame and uh, Andy Johnson, aka the Fried Egg, on here. Give some hot masters takes and uh, kind of handicap the field a little bit, gentlemen. How we doing? Hey, Tron. Hey, Tron. Honor and a pleasure to join you today. Long time, first time. The pleasure is all on this side of the of the uh, microphone. So, so DJ, you're de- you're you're down at the uh, down in the land of low cost goods and services today, Andy. You're up in Chicago. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the depressing gray abyss of Chicago. I can't see more than 10 feet outside my building. Is it snowing? No, it's, it's like a 42 degree rain. It's, it's really nice. Well, I am, I am coming to you live from uh, the Big Cedar Lodge, top of the rock. <laughs> <laughs> you, need a, need a, you might need to share a picture of your, your recording location. A famous Seth Rayner design. He you look like, it on the design. You look like John Mayer, like escaping into the woods to uh, record a new album or something. Bonnie Bear. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go up to the Wisconsin woods and, and record a new album, and then and then and then go play Sand Valley. So uh, sounds great. Anyway, yeah, actually, I'm here in Atlanta. We just had some serious storms roll through. Uh, my sub air systems out in the in the in the uh, backyard got clogged up. So conditions are not not ideal for your firm and fast wet dream, Andy. Yeah, it's uh, luckily those greens will stay firm, but fairways are done. Bombers paradise. You know those fairways just got about ten yards wider. Not good. All right. So first of all. Can we get some hot hot architecture takes from you on Augusta National? And you had a really good Ask the Architect piece uh, on it here. I think you released that yesterday or today. You know, I, I ask guys that are way smarter than me the tough questions. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they talked a lot about how, you know, you took a, a course like uh, that – was designed by Alistair McKenzie, probably the greatest architect of all time. And they, you know, you hand it over to Robert Trent Jones and, you know, now, you know, Billy Payne makes a lot of decisions over there and, you know, it's not, you know, it's gotten over time much narrower. So, you know, these wide fairways where, you know, it was designed to be the ultimate shot makers course where you've got these big fairways. And if, you know, the, greens dictate the strategy back so 
if a pin's in a certain spot. Angles, baby. Yeah, it's all about angles. And you know, when you when you make a when you make a fairway tighter by planting trees, you eliminate all the angles. So you eliminate all the options to play it. Um, so, but it's still awesome course. I mean, one of the most fun to watch. It's uh, I think it's one of those courses where it begs you to constantly hit like the heroic shot and if you pull it off you've got eagle putts and birdie putts and great looks to, to score um, and you see it every year down the stretch with guys making runs because they're hitting great shots but if you don't hit the shots you just you, you're quick to get ejected and all of a sudden par is going to be hard sometimes bogey's hard and you know you can make double on almost any hole without hitting in a water hazard uh I thought it was interesting. My uh, Rob Collins offered up that that proposal of what he would change, how he would change it, but he, he arrived at that forty-five million dollar total. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm curious to know how he arrived at that number. But it seems like he's thought it out. I, I think he's waiting for a phone call from uh, <laughs> from the fine folks. But uh, yeah, I mean, if, if any place is going to spend a big dollar amount it's going to be that place i think i think reese jones is doing that course in uh new orleans for like 25 million it's like who's giving that guy 25 million with his track record your boy reese jones yes that's my uh my team name for this pool is uh the jones family legacy <laughs> um well i i really the amount of hatred directed towards the seventh hole in the piece, too. Every single one of them was like, "Yeah, the seventh hole is just an unmitigated disaster." Uh, there's a. I, I know I'm I'm preaching to the choir here with you two, but like, there's nothing better to me in golf than just getting excessively fired up over something that's not really that big of a deal. And like getting incredibly amped about the seventh hole at Augusta is such an awesome example of that. I was reading that whole piece with such a smile on my face because it's just such like it's just such like criticism that you just don't hear anywhere else. And that's why I think I like that piece so much. Uh, if you haven't read it, you need to go check it out on on Andy's site because it was just so enjoyable. And it's funny how much you learn. It's funny how much you actually learn, like to to spin it into a positive. Like it's funny how much you actually learn about the golf course just by hearing like some smart criticism of it, and like uh, just thinking about it in a different way rather than kind of talking about how awesome everything is all the time. I I'm always like interested or curious in the fact that Augusta National never paid McKenzie. Right, they like stiffed him on the bill. Pro bono. He he died. He died a broke man. He died bankrupt. You know because uh, there. Are, I guess there are letters that uh, are somewhere. I know that where Mackenzie's like pleading with uh, Cliff Roberts to pay him. He's like, I'm I'm I can't feed myself. Can you please pay me? And uh, you know, Cliff Cliff said, No, no. <laughs> Um, Cliff, being the magnanimous gentleman that that he was, just a just a bundle of joy. He he seemed like a good guy to hang out with, you know, very agreeable, <laughs> someone someone you'd really like to just 
talk and uh, discuss things with. You know, if you're looking for a guy with an open mind, <laughs> very, very, very reasonable guy. <laughs> um, all right, so we referenced the um, the pool that we're doing. Got a. We're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. Um, how Monday. Many? Monday. Oh yeah, sorry, it's Monday. <laughs> Sorry, just in case something huge happens. I'm, I'm all over the place. I was down with you and Jacksonville yesterday. All over the place. Um, how many entries are we up to? I think we got, we're just closing in on 2,000 people entered, like where they've sent in their um, their picks. So we're, we're, uh, we're cranking. I think there's probably a lot of people that are, that are mulling, you know, you've got your guys that really like to wane over picks. I'm more of a fire from the hip, first gut instinct. That's who I'm going with. Do you think there's going to be more entries, more entries for this or the U.S. Open this year? This. Like, like a U.S. Open qualifying? Yeah. Ooh. It's going to be close. It's a good, should be our goal. That should be our goal. I think uh, it was like 9,000 last year, 8,000, something like that. The pool. We'll talk about the pool. Uh, Andy, how, how did you decide on setting these up? You and Randy? Yeah, it was, did it? it was me and Randy. And, uh, you know, obviously we want to have a lot of variety in picks. So, and we, don't, we want to avoid ties. Um, so we, we kind of uh, bracketed it out. And, we, you know, you want to have a lot of, we wanted to make it a lot of guys. You see all, all this stuff. So, we had, uh, you know, pick 10, 10 guys on your team, but we put it into five clear brackets. Like, you know, there were some guys where you're trying to figure out what tier to put them in and, and stuff. And I think, you know, what we saw was like with, with if, if we had added, uh, you know, in, in tier one, for those that haven't signed up, we got, you got four guys and uh, it's called, you know, the thoroughbred uh, tier. And we've got Spieth, McElroy, Jason Day, and D- Dustin Johnson. Like if we and it and it's pick one player, so if we had put you know Phil in there, I don't think many people would have picked Phil over any of those four guys. And you know if you put speak for your, speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think Phil wants to win. That's that's the most overused take in the in the book is that Phil doesn't care about winning anymore, so he doesn't win <laughs> regular tour events. He's just getting ready, for, getting ready for Aaron Hills. He's post-winning. <laughs> anyway, sorry to cut you off. Go uh, ahead. So then, so we just, I, I mean, Randy and I just kind of worked through it and tried to figure out, like, you know, what guys would you put, you know, if you were ranking the field in similar brackets and put it there. So you've got the thoroughbred tier, you pick one guy, and then you've got bomb threats. You've got a lot of former champions and bomb threats, um, a lot of, you know, Guys, best players well, you're in ever. Too, Sergio. Yeah, you've got Ricky. Um, you got Louis Stazen, Stenson, um, bunch of guys. Rom. Then you've got the sleeper cells, which is a you know a much bigger number of guys, and you got three. You pick three from there. So you've got you know a lot of a lot of guys that could you could potentially see winning, but more likely these top 10 guys, you know, guys that you're probably going to, you know, if they do well, they'll finish in the top 10. And then uh, you've got your, 
terror threat oranges um, and this is a, an eclectic group you've got some guys that could probably be bumped up to tier three into the into the uh, sleeper cells but then you also have you know your your some of your ams so you've got you know the am toto ghana the latin american amateur champion you've got <laughs> you've got um a guy like yuda Keda who's who's like i don't know if he's ever made a cut in america he he's a he's like he wins all the time on on the asian tour though um, sounds like westwood uh, <laughs> West, westwood. lay off of westwood dj yeah. we'll get in, there sorry and then, we'll get there. Right, I'm just, right. I'm just warming up. I'm just activating right now. So, all right. So, looking at the, looking at the thoroughbreds, Speed McRib, JJ Day, and Dustin Hunter Johnson. Uh, anybody that you, you were tempted to put up into there, into your big four, and make it a big five, or we had six originally in there. We, we had Masuyama and Stenson, but. Then you look at Stenson, and you know he's never finished in the top ten at a Masters. It's kind of incredible. And then you, and he also hasn't been playing well. And you look at Matsuyama, you know he's got no, he doesn't have any majors like that. Those guys up there are guys that you know he had that great run, but he hasn't been playing great lately. And it, it's like, is anybody going to pick Hideki Matsuyama if he's in that, in that tier? Yeah, yeah I love, I love how you broke him up. Matsuyama, by the way, quickly forgot uh, becoming the forgotten man. I mean, yeah. Ricky was a forgotten man for the first part of the season. Now he's no longer forgotten. But so, uh, who, who did you guys take from this first category? Let's just go through. I want to hear. I want to hear your rationale for who you got. Andy, go ahead. I took uh, McElroy. I do this every single year. Is that I tell myself I'm gonna, or the last two years I'm going to take Spieth all year long, and then we get <laughs> to the week of the tournament, and I like my contrarian self feels the need to like, whoa, you need to pick somebody everybody else might not be picking. So it, 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 it's, I have Rory right now. I've, I have Rory for this pool. And then in my like one and done leagues, I might even go more off the rails and go with just some stupid pick just because. I don't know how I feel about you you Sorry, go ahead. I, 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 I toyed with DJ for a bit, but I, I couldn't couldn't not pick the McRib. I took uh, I took DJ. I have been all over the McRib for like the whole year, feeling like he's gonna be the guy. And I don't know what it is. Like I was I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I don't know if I've just like it's, it couldn't be less like empirical. I just feel like I've seen him like miss too many putts that he should make or something. It just doesn't feel right to me Careless. and like yeah yeah and dustin like i just don't get how he's gonna lose right now like especially with it being soggy and like andy you can speak to this but like every every like big guy course that he's won on basically has has been kind of soggy and like classic layouts it just seems like perfect for him i mean he I mean, uh the last couple of tournaments, those last two WGCs, they've been firm and fast. But up until then, you know, he's been just kills. But same, Rory kills soft courses too. I That's think true. Yeah. You look at, you know, the, even I like Jason Day. You know, all four of these guys, when if they're on, they're almost impossible to beat. And you know, Jason like, Day stinks. You know, Jason. 
Jason Day shoots, but Jason Day's bad round is like sixty nine because his his short game and putting is like un, out of this world good. You know, he he. I think last year he set the he might set the single season record for best putting like in strokes gained ever. Um, and you look at like his his floor, he can hit the ball like complete crap and shoot even par, and that's something that not a lot of guys can do. So if he hits the ball good. You know, that's the thing. All four of those guys can blow people out. And, like, the way I look at it is if either – if we get the treat of having any uh, two of those guys playing at their best on Sunday, it's going to be just unbelievable. Is What's been the thing the forgotten man? I don't think so. I think – I mean, I, I feel like he will still be, like, the – I mean, his odds aren't – what am I trying to say here without sounding like an idiot? Like, his – I know Dustin's odds are better, which, you know, means probably more people are going to lay money on him. But, like, I feel like you're just – if you pull a 1,000 golf fans, you're going to get the most votes for Spieth winning, I feel like, right? It's just, I don't maybe, know. Of course maybe, it's going to be a little bit maybe, ti- maybe Tiger first and then Spieth after that. Maybe, He's a post-pop guy, you know? I think the one thing that the soft conditions do do is it puts a little bit less of an emphasis on short game because – the greens with their sub-air systems are still going to be firm, but what will happen is is not as many balls are going to find the rough and find the pine straw. So you're going to see guys hitting more fairways. When you hit more fairways, you'll hit more greens. And where Spieth is so good is he just doesn't give up. You know, he makes so many pars when he isn't in great position. Like last year, he he was hitting the ball pretty, pretty scrapey around that place. But his short game and putting is just unbelievable where he gets up and that's where his huge advantage is at, at Augusta. But at the same, on the same token, like this guy can, you know, he puts the lights out and anytime, I mean, a ba- he hasn't finished outside the top two. So he, I don't know why I'm not picking speed. <laughs> so, it definitely so, doesn't make sense. Yeah. I'm looking at DJ's DJ's last eight results. In majors like the last two years in majors he's finished in the top 10 or the top seven or sorry top 10 six of eight times uh just uh people constantly are, are talking about dustin as if he's like never played this golf course before or something and like you see headlines like oh can can dj's fade you know work at augusta and like you said he's finished in the top 10 however many times recently like he's he's gonna be fine all right. Yeah. Um, what are your guys' team names, by the way? That's my favorite element of this pool, I think. Well, I was going to be Hot Carl Pedersen, but somebody stole that from me. So now I'm the Toronto McDonald Foundation. I'm, uh, I'm the Jones family legacy. Oh, uh, that's right. You Hamid. mentioned that. Yeah. What uh, you, you, can fi- you can find me at Team Romulus and Remus. A uh, buddy just texted me, said he just entered uh, under the name uh, Gene Sowers Patch Kids, which I love. <laughs> I got a buddy who, who entered under uh, Ashley Mayo's Chevy. I saw, I saw one I liked was uh, IJP Design. <laughs> RIP to Ian Poulter. All right, let's uh, get into this bomb threats category. Yeah, I love threat. this category. 
Gotta hear who you guys who you guys picked. All right, well, first of all, I thought it was a little bit little bit of a slap in the face. A couple guys you left off left out of the bomb threats, like Kepka. Thought that was a little bit of a. Sh- I mean, he, he he hasn't been in great form lately. Yeah, I think the fuse has been a little wet lately on that bomb. Uh, but you know, I, I just that stood out a little bit to me. Um, world number nine, Alex Norin. First yeah. Masters. First. Is this his first Masters? Really? Yeah, I think so. I was gonna pick him. I looked. I went to go look at his history, and uh, it's unavailable. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is. I think this is his first one. I'm. I'm a huge Norin fan, and the belief that he, you know, he earned a spot in the top ten, contrary to a lot of people. Yeah, man, he balled out. He won four times in like eight weeks, and he finished Big second event. a couple yeah. other times. Um. But, you know, simple fact is he hasn't played great in, in the U.S. He, he did play well at the Dell. But, uh, you know, he's got a, he's got a, you know, it, tier two, this bomb threat tier is stacked. I mean. It, it is, but I feel like a third of this tier is just, is just head and shoulders above the rest. I mean, I feel like there's going to be four or five guys right, here well, that are. Yeah, let's, uh, let's hear your picks. I picked, uh, well, <laughs> this might not be that popular, but I picked Phil, Alfred Mickelson, and uh, John Rahm, the namesake, the mayor. You know, you can't... I mean, I feel like, I feel like Rahm, Ricky, Rose, uh, maybe Matsuyama, and May, and... I mean, Phil, just because he's playing well and knows the place like putting, crazy, are, are just head and shoulders above the rest of the guys in that group. What about Putting Jimmy Walker in the bomb threats category kind of pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's why Jimmy Walker's in there. He won at uh, he won the PGA last he year. He won the liter- literally the last major contested. Okay, um, so era. it's it's gonna and it's gonna be soft, which is good for him. He struggles when he misses fairways. And the other thing about Walker, he's got a top 10 in, at Augusta. You know, he's got more top 10s than Henrik Stenson does at Augusta. Can I, can I throw something out here at you guys that I was thinking about today? Are, are Jimmy Walker and Justin Thomas's games that different? Yeah. No, not at all. I think they're the same person, like, in different time-space continuums. I think Thomas is... is Light years more talented, but right now they're. I, I don't. I. I mean, think about think about a couple years ago, Jimmy almost had the same fall winter that that Thomas had this year. I mean, he was blowing people away at the Sony and at Kapalua. Mister Hawaii. They both. And he kind of yeah, he kind of just went away. I mean, he they both have like that gear where they just make a billion birdies. I don't know. I was thinking about that. They just seem I'm gonna, more I'm gonna similar than they are different. Takes on Jimmy Walker. Yeah, we, just... we've talked too much about Jimmy Walker at this point. But like you the know... other one that that you put in there that I was a little bit. I don't know why Danny Willett's in, in the bomb threats category. I don't think he's going to be a popular pick. <laughs> he won the tournament last year. Stinks. All right. He's so, I, so unlikable too. Well, all right. Here's the thing about Willett. Like everybody's here comes so a, down. That's a WrestleMania take. Everybody's so down on this guy. This is me as a contrarian, but I've always been 
big on Willett as a player potential since he was, you know, coming back from his back injuries. He was the number one ranked amateur in the world at one point. And whenever you're the you're the best player as an amateur in the world, that means you can you can you can get it done. And like, you know, last year made a lot of sense where he was trending like, you know, you he almost won the WGC, but this year, I mean, he's not in top form, but it's not like he's been playing that bad. Everybody's acting like he's been playing horribly. He's got a bunch of top tens. Yeah, he almost won on the European Tour the, a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he hasn't been bad. He hasn't been as bad as advertised. I think there's just a general disdain for him because of, you know, what he did last year after he won with the Spieth thing. And then his brother, obviously, has led to a lot of hate from Americans. But, you know, I, I, I don't understand why, you know, the, he's at 100-plus to 1 odds to win when he's the defending champion. I don't know. Like, Zach Johnson and Trevor Trevor Immelman wasn't as dissed the year after his, champ, his championship as uh, Willis being dissed this year. Besides, besides Willett, who's who's going to be the least picked cat player in that category? I mean, Casey Wittenberg was the number one amateur in the world. Andy, he doesn't get it done. You know, he just won a web event. <laughs> Wittenberg, <laughs> I'm, I, I still have a I still have a small piece of property on Wittenberg Island. I, I cash out my all my Wittenberg shares after he let let the cat off the hook on that Cavalier drop. At Sawgrass, he just turned a blind eye. That was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, sure, the ball crossed the hazard there. No worries, Cat. Yeah. So, I picked Ricky and Rom. That's who I went with too. Yeah, I don't know how you don't pick Rom out of that group. I, you know, Paulie, uh, my guy that does the fantasy picks. He, we were texting this morning. His uh, take is Rom's gonna miss the cut. Thinks he's played too much golf, and uh, thinks he's going to struggle on the Augusta greens. But I'll tell you what, he uh, he looked as good as anybody I've ever seen in the first, you know, whatever five rounds of that match play event. As soon as he went up against Dustin, I don't know if he was pressing too hard or if he was just pushing a little bit too much or something. But he started making some sloppy mistakes. I could see him being a guy that just runs a little too hot. Yeah, but I feel like his, I don't know, he, he's kind of like, uh, he runs hot all the time, though, so he's used to it. Yeah. You know? I don't know. That's it. And then I, I toyed with Sergio and Oosthuizen and, and, and Paul Casey as well. Oosthuizen's just so <laughs> so unpredictable. I know. Well, it all depends. You know, some interesting things about Oosthuizen, you know, one time I heard a story about his agent saying to some a buddy of mine, he was like, you know, if if this guy just gave a shit about golf and not his farm, he'd be the number one player in the world. You know, I thought you said I thought you said every player wants to win every week. Yeah, I mean, this guy could be the the anti that. He also, you know, he also ships his mattress around with him. Do you guys know that? No, that's awesome. From week to week, he ships his his mattress to every hotel or wherever he's staying. So, you know, well, hasn't, hasn't he had some back problems, though? I yeah. can see that making sense. I mean, I, I just hope I get to a point in my life where I can afford to ship a mattress around the country with me. CC Big Cat on that one. <laughs> well, it sounds like 
I mean, it sounds like he, he he's probably a big Barstool fan, man. They're always pushing those mattresses on us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, I think we need to get Riggsy uh, into this pool and have Tron Riggsy round one in the Masters I think, pool. I think... I think Riggsy's going to be confused that, that uh, Big Cat's not listed. <laughs> Who do you think took the name Hot Carl Peterson? I don't know. They're getting a cease and desist, though. That from, was probably him. From my attorney. Not cool. Uh, all right. Who else do we need to cover off here? I mean, Rose is Rose is one of those guys that could, could and almost should win every single week that I just never find it that interesting to talk about. Uh, uh, dude, all right. Patrick Reed. Does he stink? <laughs> there's there's been some uh, there's been some signs of stinkage lately. There's been some hints of stinkage. He he only got into tier two solely based off of his Ryder Cup performance. Yeah, was, I mean he may be the American version of Ian Poulter. Uh, do you think though? I, I don't know. He seems like one of those guys. Uh, I think Solly and Porter were talking about it in their their preview podcast that he seems like one of those guys that kind of defines that mentality of win or go home, basically. Like, if he's not in the hunt, I just, I don't know if he loses interest or if he just doesn't feel like really grinding to, to But he's turn not in the hunt all that often. But when he is, he wins. I mean, he, he definitely has no shortage of victories for a 26-year-old, 27-year-old guy. How many times has he won? Five-ish, I think. I mean, WGC. The reality is, is that I look at this and he hasn't finished in a top ten in a major ever. He hits that. That's damning. Yeah. Damning. I just. I, I think he's appropriately placed in tier two. I don't think so. I, I you know, thinking about it more, I think he should be down in in tier three. I don't think he should. You know, I I think he should be down in tier three. But uh, I might I might alter my I might alter my picks. No, picks are locked, man. Yeah. Picks are locked. Not, not oh, yeah. The website. That would be major faux pas, listening to who we picked, talking about it, and then changing your picks. Yeah, you're, you're that's, locked That's, being, you're that's locked being cavalier now, with the picks. Uh, how do we feel? All right, do, does Bubba make the cut? No. I'm buying, I'm buying Jerry Watson stock this week. Based on what? Mud balls? He shot so he shot 68 that last round. He's been playing terrible. He shot 68 the last round of the Arnold Palmer on like a really windy, tough day, and then he made it into match play into the round of 16 at the match play. Like I think yeah, he did play well there. I That's think true. he's round like he's he's actually somebody that I think is extremely <laughs> undervalued this week, um, and you know. He's really slimmed down. He might be getting used to being, you know, slender because he's eating well. Apparently, he's eating all fish or something. You know, he, <laughs> he's 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 getting trying to get healthy, and you know, he, the that lefty fade is such a huge advantage at Augusta. Um, and you know, you can shorten the the par fives. The wet fairways should help him a ton. But the the big pressing issue is he's playing with putt putt balls. That was the word out on the range at at Bay Hill. That like that he and Teddy had no clue how far the ball was going. And then also that Smiley Kaufman like low key stinks. The Natty Shack man. 
honestly, has has Spieth been the same since he played with Smiley last year in the final round? Has has Smiley or Spieth? Spieth. Smiley's stink rubbed off on Spieth. I, I think Spieth is still pretty good. I, I I don't know if it do you do you think that Smiley's stink caused the whole back nine disaster? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Not saying, you're just saying. I'm just putting it out there. I'm uh, I'm a uh, I'm I'm not gonna put I'm, I'm not gonna put any public takes on Smiley yet. I think he's a player that's gonna run hot and cold his career. He could go on a long cold streak. You know, he when he last year he was on a on a hot streak, but then you know he had that I, wrist I like injury. Smiley. I just like kind of going back to what you said about having an amateur track record and stuff. The guy has no track record, right? I mean, he essentially got hot for eighteen months. And it's since cooled off. What's to say that's to happen again? I mean, he didn't even really play at LSU for the first couple of years, right? No, no, he cracked the lineup as a senior. So I don't know. They had a good team, but it's uh, it's interesting. It, it'll be interesting that he's got you know a whole another year on the tour because he's got the two year yeah. exemption. So we got we got a long time. We don't need to talk about players that aren't in this week's field. I like Smiley. I don't want this to sound like I'm I'm. Just banging on Smiley, but he is in the Natty Shack this week. <laughs> it is remarkable that to go from playing in the final group to then in the Natty Shack one year <laughs> later. Uh, all right, can we talk about the sleeper cells? Yeah, this is this was this was such a beautiful group. I loved this. All right, who'd you guys take? I took Grio. Leishman and Rafa. Who? Who? <laughs> Andy? Um, I gotta remember. I can't even remember. I took, he's probably, he's probably I took, changing his no, picks right I took, now. I took, is. I took Peters because I, I'm an Illini. You know, because you're a homer. The, yeah, huge homer, and he, he's gonna, he's gonna play well. I think I took Fitzpatrick. Uh, also, he had top ten last year. And I think I took Kapka. I uh, I'm liking Kapka this week in in I'm a, a little, lot of formats. I'm a little scared that I didn't take Kepka. Um, but I didn't. I took uh, Leishman, who I I mean most underrated just player in the world. Most underrated player in the world. Couldn't agree more. Uh, Fitzpatrick and. Tyrell Hadoff. <laughs> he's uh, he's I a love sneaky. that guy. You know, he's Lee Westwood reincarnated. That's like, true. With a chance, with a chance to win. Yeah. With a chance to do it all, to do it all over again, and do it right this time. I'm I'm rooting you know so hard for Lee well Westwood right now in this category. Kevin Kisner. I know. I thought about him too. There's so many good ones in here. Burger. Is another good one. Top uh, ten. Yeah. Oh, you took Burger, didn't you? You're, we were talking about that earlier. I think I might. I might not have taken Fitzpatrick. I might have taken Burger instead of Fitzpatrick. He's changing his picks again. Uh, sitting there. So first of all, he's got the the. I the, I picked mine. The, the, the third. Curtain, the I was the third here. person in the he's, pool. This is like a DraftKings fan duel kind of thing where we got insider trading here. 
I my my picks are the same as it's been. I took uh, Burger. I took Burger Fitzpatrick Peters. That's a, a I didn't realize Burger Burger used to finish like T seven in his first time there last year, which is crazy. Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned that he's not vibing quite as much anymore because Dad, I'm recording a fucking podcast. <laughs> Jesus. I'm at my parents' house hanging out for the week. Normally come down here you're for the just master. a vlogger living in your parents' God. basement. Who's your dad? Who's your dad like this week? Uh, probably like like Bernard Longer or somebody. Jim Furyk. <laughs> um. Yeah, I liked. All right, what about Hot Hot Charles? Uh, love Hot Charles. I know you do. I, there are so many guys I like here. I, I almost wanted to pick my whole I, roster from this spot. You know, I mean, and, Gary, Gary Woodland, you can make a legitimate case as a bomb threat. Yeah. Personal tragedy, though. Lately. I mean, like, that is tough. I know. No doubt. I was like, honestly, I would have probably picked him, but I feel like his mind, and for good reason. What, for sure. You know, what about maybe Tom, else? Tommy Fleetwood, who's gone from like 99th in the world to 33rd? Yeah. Since the beginning of the season, that's Neil's boy. Neil loves Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, I mean, I I like I like Rafa too. He played pretty well last year. I yeah. you know, it was his debut last year, right? JB Holmes had was in the top five last year. Um, He's so just consistently good. What What about Hadwin? I mean, he's been like on a just torrid pace. I don't know. It's just so hard to pick guys in their first time there. I mean, it's just so the exception that they play well. Although, I mean, it'll probably be better for the rookies this year if it's wet, right? Yeah, except for the golf course was also closed today at like 2.30. So, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, playing, like, literally, potentially, I guess. Who knows? I mean, they could have played this morning and stuff, but, like, a lot of them are probably traveling from Houston and stuff and, like, probably didn't get in until this morning trying to play this afternoon and can't. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into that, but having a good, like, six hours of practice time cut has got to be tough. You know who I'm thinking about that might be a good pick because um, it's supposed to be so windy is uh, Brandon Grace. He hits, like, ball really low. I don't know yeah, if he's just, been playing it's so that good. well. Uh, but he hits it low, and he I think he moves the ball right to left, which is good for a righty. What uh, What about Chappelle, Chappelle's show? Yeah. Like bargain, bargain bin Dustin Johnson with poor posture? I love Chappell. I know you do. It's because you've modeled your entire golf game after him. <laughs> we have the same takeaway. Um, I, I like Chappell a lot. I feel like he just doesn't – he seems like kind of a head case, to be honest. Um, Ryan, what Ryan. What's that? What, what about Westwood 1? Stinks. I I love Westwood. I just don't – I don't get, like – I mean, he's – okay. Let me couch this by saying that, like, he's obviously a generational player who's super talented. But, like – the fact that people think he is going to win blows my mind based on the last 10 years of watching him 
have great chances to win and not like like I, I don't know. I just I can't I can't reconcile him like stabbing at those putts at the Ryder Cup and him shooting 108 in the final round at the U.S. Open and like. Like, I don't get how people are like, well, this week it's probably way different. And it's going to, all those things are going to go away. Let me tell you yeah, something. Yeah, but he can totally backdoor one, too. Some, I guess. I mean, I could of, see him, like, taking the second round lead for sure. A lot of I just people, don't, like, there's such a body of evidence that, like, he's not going to win. A lot of people said the same thing about Henrik Stenson and his putter. You know, Lee Westwood can hit the ball so good that it, he can putt bad and still win. Like like he did it at what event? <laughs> He's won forty two times in his career. How many? You've won the Indonesian Masters a couple times though. Like, <laughs> not no. Okay, you're you're on the losing end of this argument. He, I just don't for, think so. If he wins, let's do another podcast, and I'll like I'll he, talk about all he, the ways I was. He wrong. finished second last year too. He had no form oh, too. He came I didn't in. Say, like, I didn't say he wasn't going to finish second. I just said he wasn't going to finish first. People thought he was like dead and he was going to retire. And last year he just comes back and shoots, you know, and comes in second. I mean, the guy, something's to be said. Like, everybody gives Sergio and DJ, they gave a hard time. And they gave, and now they, they give Westwood a hard time about, you know, blowing so many great chances. Well, like, you have to be unbelievably good to have so many good chances to win, you know? Here's here's what I'll say about here's what I'll say about Stenson is you're right that's a good comparison, but at the same time like, I mean he's been winning events he, everywhere like he didn't win for two years he finished second like ten times in two years what was the year he, he won the FedEx Cup he won he won the Tour Championship he won Deutsche Bank that was like 2013 I want to say 14 okay so it took him two years that's fine when was I mean what Lee Westwood has how many wins in the last ten years on tour. One, I don't know. He's been Saint Jude tearing it up on the on the Euro Tour. I mean, wins his last win. So he won the Maybank Malaysian Open in 2014. Good field. His last win. He beat Colshurst, Weisberger, and Oosthuizen by seven shots. Sweet. Around 68. Uh, he won the Nordea Masters in 2012. That was five years ago. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> he, he, I just he don't, won. I don't, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills that this guy, like, that this many people that I admire and trust are in on this guy. Makes no, I feel like you guys are all playing a prank on me. He has, he has 18 top 10s in majors in his career. Again, I didn't say he wasn't going to top 10. I just, he's not going to win. Well, he's in, he's in, he's in tier three. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's great. Like I love it. No, I love here. I love the placement. I just I've heard more people I feel like every year. I always hear people like of all like of you have like Dustin, Spieth, Rory, Ricky, Rom, Phil, all and, these guys and people are like, Yeah, I think Lee Westwood is a good pick this week. I, like, you I know what? Right, there, there's a different <laughs> solo second, two thousand eleven, tied for eleven, two thousand twelve. Tied for third, 2013. Tied for eighth, 2014. Seventh, 2015. Have there have there ever? Let me ask you this: year, When you're T2. betting a guy at a hundred to one to win, like you 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 just are hoping that he's in contention. This guy's always in contention. You you gotta okay, have a, that's you, true. You want a shot in the back nine on Sunday, and the guy the, consistently has one. 
there's a difference between I don't want to get bogged down in arguing two different things. There's a difference between him being a value bet at 100 to 1 and me thinking that he's like a good pick to win. But it, nobody's picking Lee Westwood in their one and done. Nobody. It's true. <laughs> I just I feel like his name has come up a lot. Again, it's not an empirical argument. Uh, it's just mostly a pet peeve because it comes up every major. When was Lee, name Lee, one time? Name one time where won. on like fifteen, you were like, "Man, I really think Westwood's gonna win this tournament." <laughs> Never. U.S. Open. I thought he had a chance. <laughs> and then, and then his shirt Friday. was his shirt was covered in vomit after the second hole. All right. So, are you saying, DJ? Are you saying that he's basically like a rich man's coocher? Instead of ejecting on Saturdays, he ejects on Sundays. Those are your words, not mine. Wow. <laughs> okay. No, I, I just something to think about, you know. And like generationally good. I just. I don't know. I mean, he just if he was like a proven winner, he'd win more. <laughs> like it's super simple. I feel like go back and go through. He's one it. of the greatest ball strikers of all time. Totally, hundred so percent. At some point, like Duffner won a PGA. Yeah, know, put, that's true. Duffner's like the American version of him over the last five years. That's you a know? good comparison. I mean, every once in a while, the blind squirrel finds a nut. All right, let's let's get into terror threat oranges, and uh, you know, yeah. The, what about? I thought it was very fitting that you put the Molinari that they, that you put Francesco Molinari in here. He's he's one of the Sarnayev brothers. <laughs> who who I, of the, I struggled with this group for of sure. The, of the field, who are you most disappointed? That's in the field, and they're they're likely coming out of here. I'm guessing, but who who are you most disappointed that is that we ha- are saying is playing in this year's Masters? Uh, Mike Weir. <laughs> He's a past champion. He doesn't count. The fact that you didn't put him in the this guy fucks category <laughs> is such a slight to him. <laughs> I think he's the him him and Immelman are the only two past champs. I think that you didn't put in that category that are kind of older and irrelevant. I was I was surprised to see Brian Stewart in this category, meaning like not surprised to see him in this category, but surprised that he's in the field. That came as that came as news to me. <laughs> Do you think he'll be rocking his uh, white undershirt at at the Masters? <laughs> Just looking like a, a 2005 uh, college basketball player. <laughs> Try, All right, who'd you guys pick? I think Henley sticks out in this group for sure. I picked him. I, uh... I really struggled with this group because I really wanted to pick one of the Japanese dudes. But neither of them has much of a track record at all here. Yeah. I was kind of in the same category. I picked. Uh, I, mean, I thought it was a menace, but like, you know. I, just I picked. Know. I picked Henley. Uh, your boy Soren Keltsen. Fuck, I picked him too. I love. Soren. And uh, Ben on. I thought about Ben on. I, I thought about Brendan Steele too. I know. I thought about really him too. terroristy pick. I, um, I went with uh, Piercy. I feel like he he's been in the mix recently in majors. 
um, bombs it. Uh, I went with uh, burned Wiesberger. Never, I did too. Never has missed a cut at, at the Masters. I feel it bombs. Man, it. How, how's how's Wiesberger gonna beat Lee Westwood? He's really had his number in uh, the Ned Bank Challenge. You know, the last couple of years. Wiesberger, this is this is not a pick where you're looking. You know, I'm looking for a guy that makes the cut here, earns some. I'm cheddar. looking for value. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking yeah. for a guy that's gonna get me some money and add, add to just, that I'm pile kidding. on the earnings. I like. Wiesberger is a great pick. And I'm then, just messing with you. And then that, I went that burger guy. Ultimate contrarian <laughs> pick, William McGirt, just because. I figure nobody's gonna pick him because he's like. I think that's. I think that's a good pick. He just like he's so unlikable. He takes like two hours to hit a putt. He, uh, you know, he won the memorial last year, and everybody's like, "How the hell did this guy win?" Um, but he's like kind of like sneaky good. Totally, he's a great ball striker. Looks like uh, Goodbar, the guy that we did on uh, roast my swing this week. <laughs> like twins i'll tell you what one of the uh one of the players out of that category i'm most pumped to watch is uh kurt luck it'll be interesting you've got to have a strong opinion there right hey he qualified for the masters twice which is pretty hard to do as an amateur so he won he won the asian pacific am and the u.s am so you know he just you know when he won that asian pacific am he just was robbing some some kid of getting to play in the Masters. Was, that's cold-blooded. If you had to pick one guy's career, Curtis Luck or Fitzpatrick, moving forward, who would you pick? I'm like, I've got a huge, huge property on Fitzpatrick Island. I'm going with him. You and Big Randy. Big Randy he, loves I feel, Fitzpatrick. He's, he's so good. He's part of, part of Chicago's Big Ten team. His three months spent at Northwestern. <laughs> um, all right, what was the reasoning for not putting uh, Mike Weir in the this guy fucks category? Well, does he fuck? He's divorced, I think. I think he's he's out there looking. You know, just the string of, of the WDs last year, the... There's last the, year. The last five years, <laughs> the, the general, the general, just babying the ball around the golf course, you know, and you know, I figured, why not fire up some Canadians while we're at it? Because, um, how do we feel about Webb Simpson? In general, for for the Masters, I have no idea. He could have finished top ten or missed the cut in his last fifteen events. I have no idea what he's done. I think he's been playing okay, but I just—he's a man that, that doesn't get any opinion out of me. I'm just—he's kind of just there. He's one of those, one of those guys that blends in, keeps his head down, you know. He kind of uh, what was Spieth's quote about uh, how he strikes fear in the heart of his competitors at Augusta? I feel like Webb might be the opposite of that. Yeah. Um. We had, nobody really stuck out to me in this category that like really deserved to be one category up. Let's, like let's talk about let's talk about the AMs. Who you, who are you going with? I've got Scott Gregory. I like it. I don't know anything about him. Fill me in. He won yeah. the won the 
British Am or the Am they call it. Um, and then I, I, I actually I went deep on this one. I got deep into like his college profile. And he's had he's shot a lot of rounds in the '60s lately. Hasn't had any wins on the amateur circuit lately, but you know since since the start of the year. But he's he's played pretty consistently. He's a he's what like sophomore or junior at Oklahoma. Yeah, he can he can. Oh, that's Dalkey, I think. Dalkey, yeah. Oh, or yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gregory, uh, yeah. As you can tell, I went way too deep into this, and now I've confused myself. Uh, <laughs> You're just lost in the maze right now. Ugh, yeah. Sad. I, I <laughs> mean, sad. Curtis Luck's guy is a smart play. I mean, he's essentially been a professional golfer for the last like nine months. He's been playing in pro tournaments, and. Uh, just wait until this week to turn pro, but uh, you know, Hagestan. I would love. I hope. I hope Masters Live has. Uh, I mean, I don't know who the third person in that group will be. Is it usually like the defending champ, the USAM champ, and the third is kind of a wild card, right? Sometimes it's US Open champ. I think yeah. I would love to see Willett, Luck, and Dustin. I would be all in on Masters Live. All day. What's what's the word on uh, Hegstead? Dude, he's I mean, he won a mini tour event the other day, and uh, he played. I mean, he played big time college golf at USC. Um, he's he's only twenty five. Like he's hardly a mid am. He's uh, he's boys with uh, JT and Jordan. Uh, they're best friends. So you know, if, if Hagstead shoots a good number, just just. Be ready for Jim Nance to play that one up. Uh, okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, he, uh, I mean, like he's he could play well. Like I, I see, I've seen like prop bets with him up against Larry Mize, and it's like, are are you kidding me? Like, you like this kid is, he probably could have tried to play professional golf, and and he, I think he's been, he's either in business school or studying for business school, so he's been playing a lot of tournament golf. Um, what's the word on Toto Ghana? I mean, I watched the end of that Latin American Am. He's got a great name. He, I think he beat out Carlos Ortiz's brother in the finals there. And this other kid that I saw at the Western Am last year, Joaquin Neiman, who was a really good player. But I, I don't know. I think he, I think the moment's going to be too big for Toto. All right, so Scott, I, I'm, I did a little bit of detail on Scott Gregory. I got Dalkey and Gregory confused. I initially had Dalkey in. I do have Gregory in as the pick. But Gregory, he was 400 par after 10 holes last year at the, the British Open, the Open Championship. And then he dropped 11 shots in his last eight holes to finish it seven over for the day. Uh, and then he, he had a seven, his second round 73 and missed the cut. But there's ran out, of, ran out of gas. Yeah, there's glimpses there. I think he's, uh, although he did he did lose in the Spanish Amateur Championship to the Frenchman Romain Langosque, nine and eight. Dude, Langosque is, is a stud. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we shall see on that one. Yeah. Um, any any pity. How did your boy Toto get in the field? He won the Latin American Am in a playoff. Oh, I thought he hit it. He, he there was a playoff. I thought he, Luck, 
I thought Luck won that. He won. Luck won the Asian Pacific. Oh, the Asian Pacific. Right, right, right. Got mm-hmm. it. Sorry. So uh, Toto hit. You know, it, it was kind of a thrilling finish. Toto hit, and uh, <laughs> on a playoff hole, he hit one to like six inches. Just onions. Ball striker. Yeah. All right. What about the this guy fucks category? I mean, I th- I, it was longer for me, but I I kind of regret that. I feel like Cabrera is probably the pick. I feel like there's there's four four clear potential picks here. You got Cabrera, you've got Longer, Couples, and VJ, and it all all depends on you know who you're feeling. I looked I looked into VJ. I wanted to take VJ. He is in a bad place right now. <laughs> What's been going on with VJ? Just MC. He's been he's been MCing. It's like uh, it's he's like Phil though. Now he doesn't care if he wins. He's the opposite of that. <laughs> I feel it. I, I don't even think he. I don't even think he cares about how he plays at all. I just think he's trying to be out there to spite the PGA Tour. <laughs> I, you know, it's always interesting when guys. Some guys embrace you know heading to the Champions Tour. And VJ has, is just vehemently opposed to playing golf on the Champions Tour. What's Stricker been doing? Has he been playing on the Champions Tour? Yeah, he, he played one. He almost won. I think he finished third last weekend, too. Huh. I would love to see him play well this week. Stricker? Or I love we... Stricker. Oh, Stricker. who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't love Stricker? He got a bad, uh, he got a bad uh, kind of curtain call at his what is probably his last major contention was that i forget which british open course that was um when he basically was in contention and just shanked one out of bounds on like the third hole with like a three iron uh, I remember that. that was that was so brutal uh i would love to see him just get in the mix andy who'd you pick for the for the, this guy fox i took uh, cabrera i did too Hopefully he's he's knocked off the rust from his. Jail. He was flashing a little flashing a little form this week. Yeah, he uh, he was he was playing a few web.com events down on the Narcos tour. I think he I think he was in I think he was in the penitentiary for a bit in Q1 <laughs> for a few weeks. So we'll see if he's we'll see if he's fresh. I just hope he's ripping heaters. Strolling down those fairways, you know. I, last year he made a cut, even though he he made like a thirteen on a hole. I think he made a thirteen and a seven on uh, fifteen last year, or something. In nine, he made a nine and a seven on on thir- on fifteen last year, on and 15, still made yeah. still yeah. made the cut, That's, which is remarkable. That sounds like sounds like Tron's round the other day. <laughs> yeah, he made like a se- he made like a seventeen on one of the par fives, bounced back to square the match. I was just demanding DJ throw me another ball. I heard you throw guys had an epic match. You know, tell tell yeah. us a little bit about what you know what happened out there. Played out at the Ponte Vedra Inn Club, the Lagoon Course, and uh, played played it from the back. But we decided you you could only hit driver what six times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so we had a few, we just you know, we just take the course to its and, knees, otherwise. But uh, but yeah, we didn't, win, we, we didn't have a tournament ball on him. Angles, strategy, um, 
you know, it was it was everything that you're all about. It was it was one of Bobby Weed's stickiest designs. Yeah, it was great. Such a such an enjoyable uh, enjoyable 18 holes of golf, and a great match. Presses flying all over the place. Played in like two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, it was great. Couldn't um, have been better. Almost almost had a couple of eagles, so it was it was sweet. Um, can we talk for a second about Cabrera? The fact that kind of it, it's very upsetting that he won the BMW Championship because otherwise his wins would would only be or I'm sorry it's very upsetting that he won the Greenbrier because his wins would only be majors would only be the U.S. Open and the Masters that is incredible hey. and then and then he almost won the Masters again that's it's nuts, it. man that that Masters with him and Adam Scott I feel like is gonna go down as underrated. Because of, because of the Spieth Masters and the Bubba shot from the trees, uh, you know I, that was so good. That was like just so captivating that year. That Cabrera came back and just knew he needed to birdie eighteen and just sticks it in the regulation. He's just breaking his kid's hand with high fives and like just so good. And the rain's coming down. That was like that was one of my favorite Masters. Pretty gnarly. Um... All right, I got I got one more question for you guys. Um, I guess first of all, to wrap it up. Who who wins it? Is it one of the thoroughbreds or? It's so stupid because guys never go on runs this long. But I, Dustin, greatest player of all time. I know that's, that's read it on Tron's Twitter. All right, Andy. You know, I I just I gotta go with my uh, my pick, going with McRib. I just I, I, even though I know in my head that Spieth is this pick, McRib. McRib is back. I'm I'm going. Last year I took Ricky just off the cuff, and he missed the cut. So buyer beware that this R- off the cuff pick could miss the cut. Ricky's so under the radar right now. He's like almost not anymore. I'm, I I was on him like last week, and now I I think I'm getting off him because he's so. Old. I think Ricky. I think Ricky and the McRib might share the title. You think? Yeah. Just an in, indefinite playoff. Yeah, I like it. That would be sweet well, that... if it went into Monday. And then and then and then Ricky's just gonna stick it in Randy. Randy's just riding the anti-Ricky. Train. So. Have you? This is this is Randy's podcast. Do you know who he's he's leaning towards? I feel like we need to get his pick in here. Probably Nicholson. The guy loves Nicholson. Let me, so let me see if I can pick up pull up Randy's here. We can just critique him real quick. Uh, he's going he's going behind the curtain here. Well, you know, I'm I'm the administrator. I can't win anything. So, um, you know, all, all I can win is pride. Can I win? I don't Am think I so win? either. You're off the table too. I need to win another epic. The bragging rights are more valuable than the no laying up shirt, I would say. So I was gonna do something where we do a uh, a last place prize as well, and either buy somebody a pair of Skechers or a white belt. I think the Meaning, Skechers would be. Yeah, I'm in. You should hit up your your boy uh, Wes Bryan and see if he'll he'll throw some Skechers in there. 
That's that was that was the plan. So uh, here here's who Randy has in here. He's got he's got Spieth. Then he's got he's got Phil and Sergio. So a lot, a lot of heartbreak waiting in that in group two. You know, Sergio might be flying under the radar in everybody's world except for like Adam Sarson. Sergio, I'm 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 ashamed that I didn't pick him. Yeah, me too. I love Sergio. Um, and then he's got Emiliano Grio, Kevin Na, and Matt Fitz- Fitzpatrick. He's got he's going Na. I love Kevin Na. <laughs> I just can't wait to see what shirt Kevin Na rocks. <laughs> Like when? Do, when did we get to see his uh, his clothing? The Hello Kitty. Yeah, like his. Um... I love the like the blue camo. <laughs> it's all so good. And in Austin, he was rocking like an, a neon green camo, which was just... it's awesome. He's got the, he's got the huge logos. Makes it look like a soccer jersey. You know what's interesting is what Collins wrote in that article about how. In the 2000s, Augustus changed because, like, they like had a knee-jerk reaction, thinking guys were making too many birdies, so they tried to make it tougher. And then Zach Johnson and Trevor Immelman won back to back, and then they like jerked it and went the other way. They started, you know, they started adding trees to make it tougher. And then now, what they've done instead of taking down trees is they've soft, they've made the fairways softer, so they don't run as much. So that, you know, it goes back to more like it used to because they had this knee-jerk reaction to back-to-back years where Immelman and, and uh, Zach Johnson won. So who does, I mean, who does that help? Well, the soft fairways help the long hitters. So before yeah. they added all these trees and all of a sudden it was less about, you know, angles because the fairways got tightened, a lot less strategy, and it became much more about hitting fairways and then they now, did that did that in what year uh i i'd have to pull up the piece but it, it sounded like it happened in like 2005 2006 basically anything that's happened at augusta since like 1965 is just not good you know you know who's to thank for that robert trent jones senior the jones family yeah Jones family legacy. <laughs> and there we go. We brought it full circle, baby. Yeah, full circle. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Well, let's go McRib. Yeah. I would love love to see that. Career Grand Slam. Would be awesome. One for the ages. Yeah. A McRib. The McRib is back on the menu. Uh, and then <laughs> if he served the McRib at the Champions Dinner next year. I think he'd have to serve it in the media center. To uh, your boy Robert Lucetich? Lucetich. Lucetich, sorry. What about Corrigan? I was wondering if Corrigan ever called Sally. He didn't. He didn't. He flaked out. He uh, couldn't 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 handle the heat, man. Not good. Sad. Hey, so. en- enjoy the Big Cedar Lodge. Oh, uh, I will. I will. Uh, I'm actually I'm flying to Boston here in a few minutes. I have to. Go hop on Marta because the highway is shut down here in Atlanta. But flying to Boston, and then I'll be back tomorrow night here in Atlanta. So, uh, Godspeed. Right. It's, it's been fun, guys. It's been good. 
All right. Enjoy. All right, we'll see you guys.